Isaiah chapter number 9. Amen. Love what God's doing. I'm excited about our, our on-campus Bible study that's starting on Wednesday. We need to be in prayer uh, for uh, our, our college campus and what the Lord's doing there. And we need to be in prayer that we'll be able uh, to, to uh, grow our Bible study, that more people would be hungry and to what God is doing here in this church. A church beyond walls, beyond what we have in, our, in this building. Amen. Isaiah 9, and beginning in verse number 6, if you're there, say amen. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. I want to preach for the next few moments this afternoon on He Is. He Is. Lay your Bibles down. Raise your hands up to the Lord. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for what you've already done in this service. And I pray, God, that you would anoint my lips of clay that I may speak as the oracles of God. Lord, and I anoint, Lord, the ears to hear and receive and apply it to their lives and hearts. God, I love you, Jesus, for what you're doing, God, in this place. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. You all can be seated in the name of the Lord. Mm. He is... If I asked you the question this afternoon, uh, who or what is Jesus to you, and how would you describe him? Or if I was to ask you, if you could describe Jesus by just simply using word, one word, no, not, not two words, not three words, but just one word, what would it be? How could you describe that? Some people, it may be easy to describe him by just saying one word. Some may say that he's like an insurance policy. And uh, uh, maybe it's something you just rely on when you get sick or when you need him or whatever. He's like, call, you know, let me just call in a claim and just make a claim to Jesus. He's, he's like an insurance policy. And, and other men around our world may say that Jesus is merely just a good man. Uh, and we've all heard people say that that Jesus was just a good man. He he wasn't any any kind of God. He was just a good man. And some might say that he was an imposer, someone who was bringing heresy, someone who was doing things that was against God and against the will of God. And he was not God at all, but rather he was a false prophet and coming to try to tear down what was true and real. And Jesus wasn't the Messiah at all. Uh, some people would say that, but we all know here today uh, that who, who Jesus, we've all experienced the power of God and and all of us here today, may, it may not be easy for us to try to say one word of who Jesus is and how he's, he's, he, he has moved in your life. Uh, some of us may be able to use two words or three words. Uh, some of us, it may be easy to try to figure out what he is to you. But I, I want to let you know that just one word today can't describe my Jesus and who he is to me. And I, I want to tell you today, that I just I just can't just stop by one word to describe how good God is and what He's done for me. Oh, many of us here today, oh, we can't say just just a little bit about Jesus, but let me tell you about Jesus. Some old timers used to say it like this: "He said, if you ain't got nothing to say, you, you all you need to do is just beat on your Bible and brag on Jesus." Just let me tell you how good God is. Let me tell you about what the Lord. Lord has done for me and I can go on and on and hours and hours to describe 
just one word is not enough to describe who Jesus is to you. I, I want to tell you what, he, he's more than just, just mere titles or names. He, he's more than just an action or a deed that he does. Oh, he's more than just that to me. Oh, when we study in the book of Isaiah, oh, the prophet of old Isaiah, he, he, he didn't even try to try to, 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 to describe him in one word. And I'm not even going to attempt, just like Isaiah didn't attempt to describe the Lord Jesus Christ with one word. He went in and he gave a whole list of all of the things that Jesus is and all of the things that he was able to do and all of the things that he was getting ready to bring into light. One word wasn't good enough. That's why he said that unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. One description isn't enough. One thought is not enough because what God is, he is more to me than this world could ever offer. He's more to me than what any kind of religious people can offer. Jesus is more than everything else in this world. Oh, many of us could finish this statement. Oh, he is my. Oh, he is my. Oh, what is he to you? Oh, many people say that he is my, 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 my friend, my lawyer, my friend. He is everything to me. Oh, more than a story. More than words on a page in history. Oh, I tell you what. He's more than anything you could ever ask for. More than you could ever think. That's who he is. Oh, he is my provider. He is is the Lord that keeps me. He is the one of the Lamb for sinners. What is He? I want to tell you who He is. I tell you what, He's more than just one word today. He is mine. Many of your minds is running rampage right now. Who is the Lord to me? Oh, you know what? Well, who He is to me may, may be one thing, but you know what? The Lord can be something more special to Brother Dylan. Oh, I'll tell you what. To me, the Lord can be something greater. Maybe I wasn't bound by drugs, but you may be in this house, and you may have been bound by drugs and alcohol, and the Lord can be a deliverer to you. Oh, yes, he's more than that. In studying the text, we read that he is a precious friend. The Bible says that unto us a child is born. When it talks about the child that is born, it's talking about the Lord's humanity. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the God-man. Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. And there was reasons why the Lord came in the flesh. I, I tell you what, He didn't just come because He wanted to take a stroll down on earth just to see what it felt like. There was a reason why the Lord came. And I want to talk to you about three reasons why the Lord Jesus Christ came into this earth. Uh, he was going to be the, the, uh, the, the, the substitutionary uh, sacrifice for man's sins. Oh, I tell you what, he, he, was the, he was the one who took your place. Oh, my sin was as scarlet, but the Lord made them whiter than snow. I deserve the punishment of hell, but the Lord Jesus Christ came down as a man to take on my sin. And he came down. Unto us the child is born. Mm. Aren't you glad the Lord was born? Oh, and a second reason why the Lord Jesus was born was to fulfill the law of God. Jesus made this statement. I come not to destroy the law, but that the law would be fulfilled. Jesus was the fulfillment of every law that was spoken in the Old Testament. When he came to this earth, he fulfilled all of the things that was spoken in all of the typologies and the, and the symbolisms of the Old Testament and how it was a, a schoolmaster for what was in the old into what is in the new. Oh, he fulfilled inside of him, fulfilled every law that was written. Oh, yes. 
You know what? Oh, ever since the Garden of Eden, there has been a space, a gap, where you did not able have the ability to come close to God. You didn't have the ability to get to the holies of holies, into the holy place. But you know what? When Jesus came into this earth, He came to provide you that opportunity. Oh, to get back into communion with God. To provide you the opportunity to be able to get into the holies of holies. And if you remember the scripture when Jesus was raised, was, was died on the cross, the Bible says that the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom. And we was able to access the things that we never got a chance to access before. We in this house have the opportunity to access the Holy Ghost. And we in this house have the opportunity to access the power of God. Oh, we never had it before, but aren't you glad the child was born? Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Oh, yes. He was born in a manger. Oh, you know what? we got to remember that culture. Jesus, the Jewish culture, the personal relationship with God oh, was a foreign concept. It was not even a thought that you could have a personal talk with God on your own. There was a Levitical system and that the Israelites had to go through and they had to go through the system they had to go through with the law and with the, through the tabernacle and only the high priest was able to commune with God and only the high priest was able to get to the holies of holies but Jesus came in the flesh and when Jesus came in the flesh it gave us the opportunity to walk and talk with the Lord Jesus Christ oh it's just like that song and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known little kid didn't know who Jesus was and the teacher asked him What's the name of What's the name of God? And the little kid raised his hand and says, "Andy." Andy was the name of God. The little kid thought, "Andy, Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. Andy tells me I'm his own." I tell you what, his name ain't Andy. His name is Jesus Christ. I tell you what, but he walks with me. He talks with me. He he tells me I'm his own simply because Jesus came and was born in a manger and was flesh and blood. The blood went in his body. He was born as a baby in a manger so he could have the blood to shed for you. Oh, he was born in a manger that Hugh could, could experience that. And he had that love that he would lay down his life for you and I. John 15 and 12 and uh, through 15, it says, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends. Friends, if you do whatsoever I command you, henceforth I call you no more servants, for the servant knoweth, servants knoweth not what the Lord doeth, but I call have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. He is the God that wants to be your friend and walk with you and to talk with you and have communion. Oh, I tell you what, Jesus is the best friend I ever had, sister. Oh, and I believe the Lord is the best friend I've had. You know what? When other people walk away, Jesus is there. When other people talk about you, Jesus is there. Oh, he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, and he laid down his life so we could have a walk with him. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Oh, that gift. We talked about it this morning, that priceless gift. Oh, it costs more than you have to pay. 
Oh, he paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to take my sins away. Oh, aren't you glad the Lord paid your debt? He paid the penalty. Oh, that price was given. Oh, when the Lord was came into this earth, when he, when he came forth, behold, thou shalt give us forth a son. A son was given. It says a child was born. A son was given. When it said son was given, it talks about the, the sonship of God. It talks about that God's love. It speaks about God's love towards humanity, that he's more than a babe in a manger. He's more than just flesh and blood. He's more than just Mary's baby. But He is the Son of the living God. Oh, we've got somebody that's bigger than just flesh and blood. If He was just a child born in a manger, He could do nothing. Oh, but He is the Son of God. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Yes. God loved us enough. Oh, if we really want to show somebody we love them and appreciate them, we will give them the most valuable thing to us. Oh, if it means something to you, they'd give it to you. You know what? They'd spend the money. They'd buy the stuff. They'd buy your present. They'd buy your stuff. If you're, if you're falling in love and you're, you're strolling in the park and you're thinking about a future, you know what? You go down and you spend the thousands of dollars on a ring and you give it to her and you, you say, I want you to marry me, you know? And then you then you give them your whole paycheck the rest of your life. All the women say, Amen. And all the men say, Hold on here, let's recalculate this. You know, if I give God 10%, I give the wife 20. And I get the rest. I'm just kidding. But you know what? You'd pay the price. You know what Jesus did? He paid the multiple, the ultimate price. Oh, it was more than just going down to Walmart. It was more than just us getting on Amazon and buying Christmas presents. Oh, this gift cost more than you could ever pay for with money. Oh, this son, it was given to us. The Bible says he gave his son. Oh, Oh, it was a valuable thing. The most valuable possession that could ever be. Oh, can you? Oh, his name is Jesus. Oh, if you could just think about that today. Oh, that every time you say his name, it needs to remind you of Jesus or God's love to humanity that he would give us a name. Oh, for neither is there salvation in any other name. For no other name under heaven given among men shall be saved. Oh, I promise you today. Oh, when you say the name of Jesus. Oh, I tell you what. Demons flee. Satan. Oh, oh, will try to deceive you. But never allow yourself to be deceived by thinking that you're not loved by God. Oh, for nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. We need to have no doubt that God loved us. God loved us. He is somebody that loves us. It's greater than that. It's greater than just just quoting the Bible. But it's a personal thing to know that He loved me. What would I do without Jesus, the shepherd of my valley? Lord, I just couldn't walk this road alone. When I'm... Hungry, he feeds me. When I'm thirsty, he's my water. I couldn't make it without Jesus. What would I do? What would we do without the Lord? What would you do without His presence? Oh, we don't need to have a doubt that God loves us. We need to remember that He wants us. John 3.16 should be an echoed in our minds. God loved me enough that He wanted me to be part of His kingdom. He loved me enough that He gave me the opportunity to be born again. 
He loved me enough that He said, you can repent and be baptized in Jesus' name and receive the Holy Ghost. He loved me enough to say, you can be born of the water and of the Spirit. Nicodemus, I love you. Yeah, God sent me down here to tell you, oh, you need to be, you need to be born of the water and of the Spirit. You need to have the, the power of the Holy Ghost moved in your life and live the overcoming life that I have told you to do. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 said, But God commendeth His love towards us that when while, or that while we were yet sinners, He died for us. Oh, while ye were, while we were yet in sin. John said it like this. Or, or, or when he's talking about this, he's talking about in comparison to the love of God and, and how God moved. And he said, while, uh, John said it like this. He said, while, uh, while we were yet in sin, I, in what, while, while, in that, while I was yet sinners. While I was yet sinner. If we read that and, and study in that more, while I was a sinner, while I was whatever you was, He still loved you. While you were bound by your addiction, while you were a, 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 a shame to society, He loved you. While you were bound by different situations that you are ashamed to even talk to. Oh, wow, you. Oh, John said, I while I was. And you know what? Paul said it like this, while we were yet sinners. I want to tell you today, He loved us. He died for you. Oh, while, while He was on the cross, you were on His mind. Right? While you was on the cross, we was on His mind. Jesus came. What is He? He is the answer to every prayer. He is the phenomenal answer to every question you have. Yes, He is. He is the wonderful counselor. Oh, you know what? That speaks of His omniscience. It speaks of His all-knowing. It speaks of Him knowing how to handle every situation. It speaks of Him knowing how to deal with every circumstance. We have a God that knows how to take care. Aren't you glad you got a God that knows how to take care of your situation? He knows. He is the wonderful Oh, he is a wonder. He is a marvel. Oh, he is wonderful. If you study that out in the Hebrew, he is wonder. He is marvel. He is, I'll tell you what, something. I'll tell you what, that just leaves you in awe. I'll tell you what, it leaves you to where you're marveling of what God can do. Oh, not just that the Bible says. He is the counselor. Oh, when, when you study that out and to be a counselor in the Hebrew, it is to advise, to counsel, to give counsel, or to consult. He is that person that you can take your troubles to. No problem that you can ever encounter oh, will ever be outside of the knowledge of God. Whatever you're dealing with today, God knows. He knows what you're doing, what you're dealing with. He knows the thoughts and the intentions of your heart. As we talk today, He searches the reins of your heart. He knows what you need before you even ask. God is that wonderful counselor. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. He knows. He knows all things. He knows all oh, your risings up, and he knows your going downs. Oh, he knows what brings you to joy, and he knows what brings tears to your eyes. He knows what causes you to be sad. He knows what breaks your heart. He knows your strength. And he knows your weaknesses. He knows uh, your actions uh, and the contents of your heart. He knows your, your, your every pain. 
pain and he knows your sorrow. Oh, he understands all things and he's he is there to emphasize emphasize for you uh, with you. Oh, he's there to show his mercy and his compassion for you. Hebrews 2 and 18 said, For in that he himself suffered being tempted, he's able to understand because he himself is being tempted. He himself has suffered being tempted. He is able to secure them that is being tempted. He's able to secure those people. He's able to comfort those people. He's able to be there with that person. He's able to have knowledge of what is going on. Oh, I tell you what. He's able to counsel you in all things. Oh, if you're wondering what to do in life, go to the Lord in prayer. If you're wondering how to take care of your situations, oh, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. We have somebody we can go to. We have somebody we can pray to. Oh, we have a godly counsel that we can go to. We can go to the pastor and counsel with our pastor, with our man of God, and we can talk with him before any decisions ever made. It would be bad to have a life-changing experience and never talk to your pastor about it. Never seek godly counsel. How can God counsel if you don't seek counsel? Well, I don't need anybody. I just think God, me and Jesus got our own thing going. You don't. You can't make it on your own. God has a plan. God has a plan. You know what that plan is? It's a church. You can go and pray and you can go and counsel with your pastor. Some people don't believe in pastor. Woe unto them that have no pastor. That's the word of God. They're like a sheep with no shepherd. Imagine that. Sheep with no shepherd. What kind of protection do they got? What kind of counsel do they got? Oh, Jesus can be your counselor today. Jesus can be a way that He can guide you through life's circumstances. He is your counselor. He is the powerful creator. David said it like this, Oh, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Aren't you glad that we serve a God? He is the creator. The Bible said that he is the mighty God. Oh, the mighty God. It talks about his omnipotent side. How many knows what omnipotent means? Anybody? One, two, three. Omnipotent. It's in the Bible. If you've read it, you've probably read it a time or two. It means all-powerful. It means all-powerful. Omniscient means all-knowing. Omnipotent means all-powerful. Now, I'll give you a, a short Bible study in the middle of my sermon. It speaks of His mighty power. It speaks... Now, the word mighty means... In the Hebrews, it means strong, mightily. It means... Has been the ability to do whatever. He is powerful. Uh, he is the mighty God. When it talks about God, it, uh, it, it, it's talking about His creation. God is used in creation in describing the, the, the power to create. I'll tell you what, He is the mighty God. He is the Messiah. He, he, he is able to create things in your life. And He is able to deliver. He's able to make crooked paths straight. He's able to, turn, to take your life and change it around. He's able to show power in your life. He is a powerful God. I tell you, who is he? He's powerful. Who is he? He's my God and he's got all power and he's able to take care of me. Oh, I tell you what, he's powerful in this house. He is not just powerful. But God is a provider. He is able to provide. He is a permanent provider. 
when it talks about everlasting father. It talks about he is the eternal father. He, it talks about his care. He cares. What does a father do to their kids? They care. The word father in the Hebrew means father, of course. And it also means Abba. It means uh, uh, someone who is a provider. Someone who is a father. It is, it is someone that you would say, I'm the father of or the father of. Something. Now when it says everlasting father, that means it is forever. It's continuing into the future. It never stops. Eternity never stops. Eternity never stops. He is the everlasting father. He is the father that never stops. He is the father that never leaves. Many of us have have had father. People in in around our world has had has fathers who left, husbands who left. They left their responsibility. They left taking care of their home. They didn't know. They no longer take care of their house. But God is a father that is going to care for you and never leave. He ain't going to kick you to the curb. He is an everlasting father. He never will ever leave. He's never going to give up. God is a father that oversees and he provides over the church of the living God. He he, he has a great responsibility. In in our world, the fathers have great responsibilities to take care of the needs. A father has got to go to work, pay for the bills and take care of everything. Come home and help help out and do the and do the stuff and the, and the and the and the physical manly labor and all that stuff and take care of all of that and he takes care of all of those needs while the mother will take care and tend to the children. Father will care and oversee and provide and lead the family. Father is not just a provider, but he is the, the leader of the home. He is the one who guides them into the direction they need to go. Jesus is a father that will lead us through our situations. He will give us the direction we need to go. He helps us with our needs. Now our God, you know what? He helps us with our needs. Our physical needs. Our emotional needs. Our spiritual needs. That's the duty of the Father. God will not just provide a physical need, but it's an emotional and a spiritual need. He is my Father. Oh, we got a Father. He is a comforter. Aren't you glad Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come unto you. Right? He's not going to leave you nor forsake you. He'll go with you all the way to the end of the world. Jesus said he's never going nowhere. Even if you want him to leave, he he said, I'm still going to be around. I'll be peeping in the window, you know, every now and then. He ain't going to go. He's going to go with you all the way to the end of the world. He gives you peace. The Bible said in our text, He gives the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace, that is who He is. Oh, who is He to you? He's the one that can speak peace in the middle of life's storm. He's the one that can come in your life that is full of turmoil and shame and suffering and you're facing all kinds of things. He is a God that can step in and give you the peace that passeth all understanding. Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer or supplication giving thanks let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ Mm. will keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ oh 
He's able to take your burdens. Oh, He's able to move in your life. Oh, Matthew chapter number 11 and verse number 28 and 30 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Yoke. Yoke. Take it on. It ain't going to make you sick. I'm just joking. It's not talking about that kind of yoke. Amen. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Bible talks about the yoke. The yoke of oxen where they put that yoke on their shoulders and again it guides them and pressures them and enables to maneuver them. That's a, that yoke that is on the shoulders of the, of the oxen. Oh, you know what? You go to the book of Amos, talks about the yoke and the destroying of the yoke. It talks about the anointing, not just breaking the yoke. Has anybody heard the anointing breaks the yoke? That's not in the Bible. The Bible says that the anointing destroys the yoke in your life. And destroying is a lot worse than breaking. If you break something in half, Elmer's glue might hold it back together. Or crazy glue. You'd be crazy to put it back together. But some people are crazy enough to put the yoke back together and go back to the sin. But that's not true. In the scripture, it talks about the yoke is broke. It is destroyed. The yoke, the heaviness you've been carrying can be broke and can be destroyed by the anointing of Jesus Christ. And if you take that yoke upon His yoke, it will, it will not be heavy. It's easy. It's light. Oh, it's better than what you can find in the world. He can give you peace. He can give you comfort. He can lift your heavy burdens. God lifts your heavy burdens. Has anybody ever had that? Oh, when He lifts the burdens off your shoulders, you can raise your hands up. When He lifts the burdens off your shoulders, and you can worship the Lord. How many remembers the day the Lord lifted that heavy burden off you? Oh, I can remember as many of us that are in this place, and I can, I can, I remember the time when the Lord lifted the burdens off of you. And many of you, uh, us, uh, and uh, that have been in church for a while, can remember the time. Oh, when He, when His burden, oh, come on us. And the yoke, his yoke came to us. And he took the heaviness of this world and the heaviness of our sins and the heaviness of our situation and he gave us peace, peace. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit. Forever I pray in fathomless billows of love. Aren't you glad we have a peace speaker? Oh, Jesus said it like this. Oh, in John chapter number 14, verse 27, He said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. I give unto you. Let not your heart Hearts be troubled, neither be afraid. Mm. He's the peace speaker. He's the peace speaker. There's three areas today that we need peace in our lives. We need peace in our lives. First of all and foremost, we need to have peace with God. You know what? Someone's on their deathbed. What you walk to up to them say, so do you have peace with God? And some would say they have peace with God whether they probably do or not. I mean, they would say it. They would hope it. They would hope and pray they would have, have peace with God. But peace with God is, is the first thing. The first type of peace you need is peace with God. Then you need the peace of God. Peace with God, the peace of God. The peace with God is when you make it your soul right. The peace of God is when God steps in and comforts you in your situation. It's more than just the salvation that's on the other side, but God wants to give you help now. He wants to give you help in your situation, brother. Not just to give you salvation, the hope of a, of a future that one day I get to go to heaven and I can't wait to get to heaven, but He can move on your situation now, sister. 
peace with God and have the, the peace of God in, in your life and have the peace from God. Peace of God. Peace with God. Peace of God. The peace from God. Oh, I tell you what, when you have the peace from God, it, it is the conclusion of having a life that's walking with peace. Lots of people don't have peace. They don't have peace in their situation. They go to bed crying and they wake up crying. They're heavy. They have burdens. Sadly, the devil has convinced them that that's the way they need to live. This is just the way it's always going to be. I get it from my mom. She had anxiety too. She had lack of peace. She struggled too. My, you know, if it wasn't your aunt, maybe it's in your family tree. You follow it down, you know, you realize that you had some crazy uncle somewhere. Maybe that's where I get it. And how many has got some crazy uncles? How many's got some crazy brothers? I'm just kidding, me, brother Dave. But you know what? You can make excuses all you want, but God never intended you to, to live a life without peace. Who is He to you? He's my peace. He's my comfort. He's my joy. He's the bright morning star. He's the lily of the valley. Oh, He's the lamb for sin and slain. He's the one who loved me when I was yet a sinner. He was the one who died on the cross. He is my friend that seeketh closer than a brother. He is the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, He is my, my all in all. He is the one I can call on. He is the creator of all things in my life. He's the provider. He's the comforter. He's everything. Oh, what is He today to you? He is, He is, He is. He's everything you need. Oh, I tell you. You can list it all day long of what the Lord is to you. And I can stand here today and tell you all the things He's done for me. He's everything I need. If you study the Scripture, oh, you can find out all the things the Lord is. Oh, and how you can find out who the Lord Jesus Christ is all throughout the Bible. Oh, in Genesis, oh, through Revelation, we can understand, oh, who He is to you and who, who He is to us. Oh, in Genesis, Jesus is the seed of the woman. Oh, in Exodus, He is the Passover lamb. In Levit Leviticus, He is the high priest. In Numbers, He is the pillar and the cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, He is the prophet like, like unto Moses. In Joshua, He is the commander of the Lord's army. In Judges, He is the judge and the law. Lawgiver. In Ruth, he is the, ki the kingsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he is the seed of David. In Kings and, and in Chronicles, he is the reigning king. In Ezra, he is the faithful scribe. In Nehemiah, he is the rebuilder of every broken thing. And, and, Esther, and Esther, he is the, me the, the mediator and the advocate. In Job, he is our everlasting redeemer. In Psalms he is our shepherd. In Proverbs he is our wisdom. In Ecclesiastes he is our meaningful meaning for life. In Song of Solomon he is the loving bridegroom. In Isaiah he is the prince of peace. In Jeremiah and Lamentations he is the weeping prophet. In Ezekiel he is the glory 
glorious Lord. In Daniel, he is the fourth man in the fiery furnace. In Hosea, he is the faithful husband. In Joel, Joel, he is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. In Amos, he is our, our, our burden bearer. In Obadiah, he is our judge and savior. In Jonah, he is the risen prophet. In Micah, he is the ruler of the world from Bethlehem. In Nahum, he is the, our stronghold. In Habakkuk, he is the watchman. And Zephaniah, he is the mighty. He is mighty to save. And Haggai, he is the restorer. And Zechariah, he is the branch of David, the one pierced for us. In Malachi, he is the son of righteousness. In my Matthew, he is king of the Jews, the Messiah, the Christ, the son of the living God. In Mark, he is the servant, miracle worker. In Luke, he is the babe in the manger, the son of God. In, in, in John, he is the son of God, the living word, the way, the truth, and the life. Oh, in the book of Acts, he is the savior of the world and the ancient Lord. In Romans, he is the justifier. In 1 Corinthians, he is, he is the, the, the resurrection. In 2 Corinthians, he is the comforter. In Galatians, he is liberty. Oh, in Ephesians, he is the head of every church. Oh, in Philippians, he is our joy. Colossians, oh, he is the, the, our comprehension. Oh, and the glue that holds everything together. Oh, and 1 and 2 Thessalonians, he is the coming king. In 1 and 2 Timothy, he is our mediator. In Philemon, he is the beficionary. Oh, in Titus, he is our blessed hope. In Hebrews, he is our, our perfection. In James, he is the power of behind our faith. Oh, in 1 and 2 Peter, he is our chief shepherd and our cornerstone. 1 and 2 and 3 John, he is our truth and everlasting life. In Jude, he is the foundation of our faith, our security. In Revelation, he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Aren't you glad that you know who he is? Let's clap our hands to the Lord. He is, he is. Oh, he is. All throughout the Bible, he is. He's the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He's the keeper of all creation and the creator of all things. Oh, he is the architect of the universe and manages all times. He, he always was, he always is, and always will be. Oh, he's unmovable, unchanging, undefeatable. I tell you what, there's nobody can defeat him. He is never undone. He's never undone. Oh, he was bruised for our iniquities. He was pierced for our, to ease our pain. Oh, he was persecuted to brought and bought that bought our freedom. Oh, he was dead but brought back to life. He risen to bring power and took the keys of death and hell. He reigns and brings peace. Oh, the world can't understand him. The armies can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him, and the leaders can't even ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse him. And the grave could not hold him. Aren't you glad today that the grave could not hold our Lord? Oh, Nero couldn't crush him. Oh, Hitler couldn't silence him. Other religious can, religions cannot replace him. Oh, and the world can't explain him away. He is the light, the love. Oh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is oh, goodness and kindness 
kindness, our gentleness. He is God. Oh, he is holy. He is righteous. He is mighty. He is powerful. He is pure. He always is right. He is eternal. Uh, he, he will, uh, his will is unchanging. Uh, and he has never changed his mind for us. He is our redeemer. Oh, he is my savior. He is my guide. He is my peace. He is my joy, my comfort. Oh, he is my Lord that rules my life. Let's raise our hands to him. Come on, let's stand all over this house today. Oh, he is. Oh, He is. Oh, He is everything I need. Oh, from Genesis to Revelation, He is. Oh, in your life, He is. You know why we're here? Because He is. Oh, the one who has done all things. He is everything we need. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. He is. No matter what you need today, that's what Jesus is. That's what Jesus does. Whatever you're dealing with, Jesus is here. And he's going to be who he is in your life. How many needs the Lord? How many needs the Lord? I need him. I need him to be who he is. He's everything. All throughout the Bible. All throughout your life. No one like Jesus. No one can touch you like Jesus can. No one can give you peace you cannot understand. No one can bind your wounds with nail-scarred hands. No one can touch you like Jesus can. Let's all raise our hands and pray right now. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray today. Lord Jesus, that we would, if we come in here depressed, we wouldn't leave depressed. No. I pray today if we come in here with anxiety, that we wouldn't leave with that. You are our deliverer. You are our peace speaker. If we come in here with sickness, you are the Lord that healeth thee. And it's by your stripes that we're healed. Oh, if we come in here carrying anything, whatever it may be. Oh, if it's a hindrance, if it's anything that will try to stop us from doing the will of God. I pray right now, God, that you allow it to be broken in their lives. Oh, God. In the name of Jesus, we come and we cast our cares upon you, for you care for us. Oh, God, we give it to you. Every situation, every sin, everything that we're dealing with, God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, that you would be that, that righteousness and be that power in our lives and be pure in our lives. God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Come to the altar today and pray. If you want the Lord to do something in your life, I want you to come up front and say, Lord, I know you are that. You are my wake maker. You are the wheel in the middle of the wheel. You are the lily in the valley. You're the bright and morning star. Oh, you are everything we need. Oh, you are. Oh, the one who can make a way where there seems to be no way. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Come to the altar today. Amen. Today and if you, and find you a place to pray. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus.